Welcome to our podcast, The Ground Up, where we interview startup founders exploring their journeys, their challenges, successes, and lessons learned. We hope you'd be inspired in discovering what it takes to build a thriving startup. I'm your host, Jake Aaron Villarreal, and here, excited to have with us today, Yanni Hafnagel, the creator of Lemon Perfect, the organic lemon water that's raised $99 million in funding and has investors like Beyonce very excited about what they're building. Yanni, welcome to the show. Jake, thank you so much for having me on. I'm thrilled to be with you. Well, great. So we'll dive into your company, and there's a lot to talk about here. Um, you know, I actually tried your product, Lemon Perfect, and you describe it as a delicious, refreshing, flavored lemon water with zero sugar and no artificial flavors or sweeteners. Uh, I experienced it as an incredible drink, and I love water. I make my own lemon water. I got to tell you, I think I've switched to your product, and I'll tell you why. First and foremost, it is refreshing. Second of all, it's got a little bit different purpose and mission behind it, which I feel good about as well as drinking it. And we'll dive into that too. But at the end of the day, you've raised $99 million. You got 300 investors, some of the likes of Beyonce and many others, and you're building an incredible company. Before we dive in about your company, Tell me a little bit about you. Where are you from and how did you get into entrepreneurialism? Well, Jake, your enthusiasm for Lemon Perfect is is more meaningful than you can imagine. And, and we've heard that over and over again and more so over the last months and years than the early years, for sure. Right. As we've started to really scale the business. Um, so thank you for that. I'm from uh Scarsdale, New York, in Westchester County, grew up in, in, in New York and uh, went to school at, at Cornell. Um, I was a student manager for the men's basketball team, and that, that led to my early career journey, which was coaching college basketball, right? So I, I uh, spent time uh, at the then New Jersey Nets uh, as the special assistant to then head coach Lawrence Frank, who's now the president of basketball operations for the Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, so um, very fun to see what, what L has been able to do over the course of his career, but uh, worked directly for him as an intern. Uh, from there, I got a chance to become a graduate assistant coach at Oklahoma, um, Oklahoma to Harvard for four years as an assistant coach, uh, uh, Vanderbilt for a year, Cal Berkeley for two years. And then my last stop, I was at the University of Nevada in Reno and, and, uh, the short story is I was on a recruiting trip um, to Santa Rosa Junior College. And on the way from Reno to Santa Rosa, you pass by Petaluma towards the end of the trip. And I saw a little strip mall with a Starbucks. I stopped to get a nice coffee. And in that strip mall, there was this GNC-like sports nutrition store. Uh, and the man working behind the registry saw a polo just like this. It said Nevada basketball. And he said, do you work for the team? I said, yes, I'm an assistant coach. He said, my God, my dream is to be a strength and conditioning coach for an NBA basketball team, right? Imagine that. And I said, Matt, here's my card. If I can ever be helpful, please, you know, call, email, text. And about a month later, he sent me a draft of a book that he was working on, on the ketogenic diet, right? Right when keto started to, to become more and more relevant in the psychology of the American consumer. And, and in the back of Matt's book were all these sample meal plans. And every day started by drinking organic lemon water. And uh, we can get into uh, the story that unfolded from there, right? But uh, I said, Matt, I'm in A through Z. 
and lemon water in the morning became a just a part of my my daily routine, right? But I hated it, right? Buy organic lemons, cut the lemons, squeeze the lemon juice all over, bland taste. I mean, most mornings I threw my hands up in the air, but I stuck <laughs> with it. And um, I'm in the locker room towards the end of our season. And uh, our head coach at the time, Eric Musselman, his wife, uh, her sister was on the field marketing team at Buy, um, which is uh, now a, one of our biggest competitors at the time. It was, you know, the darling of the flavor enhanced water category. Um, and I, I'm in the, 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 the video room actually, and, and our players and coaches are drinking by vitamin water, Gatorade. And I said, hold on, can we take organic lemon water and make it taste good? And Jake, that was the seed of the journey. Who knew, you know, that would be a $50 million revenue business, uh, you know, five years later. Um, but, uh, but I'm really excited about where we are today. And, and it's been a painful road to get here. I can assure you of that. Uh, but that's how the journey started. So from New York, uh, with several stops to Reno in between, and then, uh, um, you know, a, a, a few weeks after the season, um, I was having lunch with a friend in Santa Monica, California. I said, John, what do you think about this this idea? And uh, John said, I love it. Anything that you can build, John was in venture capital. He said, anything that you can build that can capture a piece of someone's daily routine, what they do in the morning when they first get up, what they do at night when they go to sleep, or any point in between is worth going for. And Jake, that I jumped up at the table. I said, let's go for it. And that night from his couch in Santa Monica, I Googled how to start a beverage company. And now here we are. You know, it's amazing. Um, starting companies is not easy. You have to find the right product, the right market. You got to get investors. You had the brain, you had the right interest and a listening voice from an investor from the beginning, which is always, I think, good to start with, just so you have a, a pragmatic listener who can say, yeah, that makes sense, or maybe that doesn't make sense. Beverages, you know, there's a lot of competition in the market, as we all know, and many different options. As we talked about briefly, you know, I was in a fraternity in college, and, you know, my fraternity brother was the CEO of Rockstar Energy Drink, and I saw it from the inception to 20 years later where he just sold the company for $4 billion. And I know that it's most likely an up and down experience in terms of growth and everything that goes in into building a company with a product like that. But with yours, uh, I, I love, it's not just the taste, but there's, there's, there's a mission behind it. I know we'll get into some of the ups and downs of running the business, but talk a little bit about the mission, because I think that it would be good for listeners to hear why you're doing what you do. Yeah, you know, and 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 our mission is ever evolving, right? And 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 I think for me, um, you know, I talk about mission maybe a little bit more broadly. I talk about sprinting down three roads. That's my mission. Part of that is the company's mission, but but for me, one is is return on capital for our shareholders, right? Like that, that is a major priority for me when I wake up in the morning, right? Um, Two is I'm on a mission to be a trampoline of growth for our people, right? I want our people to bounce higher every day, every week, every month, every year. For most of our team, this won't be their last stop, right? And so how do I, how do I energize our people on a path of, of opportunity and, and, and growth every day? And then the third you know, road that I sprint down is, is can we disrupt the way that America and beyond drinks water? Can we put the best tasting best for you product on the shelf into the hands of 
everyone everywhere at any time, right? And beyond. And the idea of of taking millions of pounds of sugar, you know, out of the American diet um, and doing it in a way that tastes good so you don't have to give anything up, right? Build a great company behind all that, be an engine of growth for your people in their personal and professional careers and lives. Like how magical is that? And so, you know, the mission is not just one sentence for me, right? Yes, we want to, you know, reimagine the way that America drinks water. We want to make bottled water perfect. Sure, right? We want to do it in a, uh, a, a, a more sustainable way that's ever been done before, right? We have certain things that we've done here, like, you know, being the first plastic neutral uh, water or flavored water brand, right? How awesome is that? Um, my mission is broader, and it really is the opportunity uh, uh, to, to be on this, this singular journey, um, intense journey of, of, of sprinting down those three roads, uh, return on capital for our investors in a big way, right? In, in a big way, we want 10 X, 15 X, 20 X, 50 X returns. We dream big, um, trampoline of growth for our people, yellow trampoline, right? If you can actually imagine it, right? We're on this yellow trampoline of growth. And then the third one, and, 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 you know, is it a little bit more meaningful than maybe the, like, the chance actually change the health of the American consumer through Lemon Perfect, right? Um, that's a that's an incredible, incredible opportunity that we get to wake up and, and go chase every day. Well, you say, you know, you've got a team now of about 84 uh, people working for the company remotely distributed. Um, and a lot of them are bleeding yellow, the color of your brand and and ultimately part of your culture. Um, when you build a company to start with, it's it's hard to do, but when you build it remotely with the tangible product and then you distribute it, what's the process like for you of keeping everyone on mission, keeping everyone moving in the right direction, inspiring and leading? Because we're in a different world today where it's not just about being a leader. It's also about being a leader with technology, remote technology like we're on today, and being able to still have that impact and influence on your people to keep them motivated. What are the things that you learned, some insights that you maybe could share with other listeners that are building companies remotely that's worked for you? Well, you know, number one is I interview every person that uh, uh, is is uh, applying or through the process of, of working at lemon perfect. Right. So I have a relationship from day one and, and we have 84 people today. We have a plan to be 120 at the end of, of, of 2024. Right. We, we want to continue to, you know, as, as the business, uh, scale, so too will our, will our, you know, the total number of teammates that we have here, but the relationship starts at, with me as our COO, uh, CEO on day one, right? And so that helps build the connectivity that and a familiarity, right, Jake? And 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 look, we come together often as a leadership team, as an executive leadership team, as a leadership team, as a entire organization. We have a bi-weekly all hands. And there are people, I mean, we're on Zoom, but we're flying around the room. I mean, there's more energy in that hour than maybe any hour of the week, right? And so we call it CEE. We actually have t-shirts, constant communication, elite energy, 
And we prioritize that across Lemon Perfect. Our communication, best in industry. I think our energy, best in any industry, right? And and so so that's the 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 bedrock of how we're building Lemon Perfect. Even though our sales team is fully distributed. Now I'm in our headquarters here in Atlanta. We have 15 of our 84 people here. So some of our marketing, finance, supply chain, people and talent sits here. Um, nonetheless, I would argue that from a from a remote perspective, do a lot like our Slack, you know, our company wide Slack channel all day, boom, 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 with great retail execution, field execution, uh, other stories, right? We're a big Zoom organization. Um, we don't get bogged down by meetings. We, we, we don't have a lot on the calendar, like recurring meetings, but we come together when needed. Um, and, you know, for me, it's let's go set the strategy and then I got to get out of the way and let our group go execute and have some fun doing it. I like, I want to go back to where you said you interview everybody. I mean, 84 people, that's a lot of interviews. And I'm sure that's not just the first conversation you're done with that person. I'm sure there's multiple times you're talking to anybody that joins the company. You know, it's, it's, uh, I think it's a good practice to do that. You know, we talked to some founders, they, they inter personally interview and hire the first hundred people. It doesn't matter what type of industry they're in. They're very involved in it. Uh, there's some founders, it might be a, a bit much, but actually interview the first 500 hires. Wow. And you're talking about, you know, uh, companies that are well-established well into the hundreds of millions, billions of dollars, and they're still doing that. Uh, so it is important. People are the magic behind uh, a company in a lot of ways. Um, you were in a different industry before this, which was in sports and NCAA basketball and had a reputation of being one of the most dogged recruiters in, in America. What was it that you learned then that translated to how you hire your own people today at your own company? You know, within the first five or 10 minutes of watching a high school basketball player or a Zoom interview or an in-person interview here at Lemon Perfect, you get a feel like, you know, right? Like you can evaluate motor, you can evaluate energy and enthusiasm, you can evaluate talent you know for me um the, the the skills of of you know being a great basketball player and being a great salesperson or a great marketer or or, or even working in our supply chain or finance verticals it's all about what what is your what is your you know priority of understanding that it's a scoreboard endeavor right are you a winner like I can, in, when I was recruiting, you know, we, 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 you know, look, if you had a smooth jump shot, right. Or could rebound that hell out of the basketball that put you in a, in a great, you know, kind of starting position. But at the end of the day, were you a winner, right? Did you compete at a high level with your great teammate for lemon? Perfect. It's the same. Will you in, we, we call it sprint rest here at lemon. Perfect. Right. We, we want all of our people to sprint hard and then take a breath, rest, double down on the time you spend with those that you love and those that love you, right? Sprint rest. But when you're sprinting, I want, I want our people to have an unrelenting will to win, unrelenting will to win. We're such an underdog when we wake up every day, our people have to have that drive, the, the determination to continue to, you know, wake up and attack after getting punched in the mouth, punched in the stomach, right? Like it's a hard game. 
And, and so I think there's correlation in what I was looking for coaching college basketball's recruiter. And then, you know, what I'm looking for here. And it all really starts with, with how focused are you on, on winning? How committed are you to winning? What kind of teammate are you? Um, and you can assess that, I think, very, very early on. As we've added executives here, there's a, certainly a larger diligence process and cycle. Um, but, man, it's, it's, you got to have, have the feel. And um, that's given me, I think, a leg up in, in, in this journey in that, you know, there's such a correlation between coaching sports, especially at a high level like, like Division One college basketball, and then going to try to build a billion dollar business uh, in something that's, you know, as sales focused on the front end uh, as beverage, emerging beverage. Yeah, that's really cool to hear that. And exciting to know that it's translatable. Recruiting is recruiting, whether it's for a team, whether it's for a company, you have to understand the person, um, what, where their mindset is, and also your gut will tell you a lot too. You know, does this have, person have the right energy level? Are they positive or negative? Do I feel like they can be a future part of the company? Could I see myself working for them? That's a question yeah. I always like to ask when I talk to people. Do they have potential, even if they're young today, when they get older, could I see myself potentially working for that person? And if the answer is yes, then they keep moving forward down the process. When you come, I like when you that, start Jake. I like that. I like that a lot. That's that's a great. You know, I never actually thought about that, and that's it's really smart. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take that and use it as I continue to you know meet more people on this on this journey. Yeah, it's been the secret sauce for us as we built our company because it is remote uh, internationally as well as locally in the U.S. And you know, skill is one area, but being able to sit down and talk and want to feel like you can hang out, but also hmm. do you respect them? Because hmm. who you're working with, if they're going to be in front of somebody that is a client or potentially other employees, could you see yourself wanting to be, you know, collaborating with them or just having that value translate to whoever you're working with? Cause they really become um, part of you and part of your company. You know, they're representing sure. you. So those are, those are things that we look at. Um, and that wasn't my idea, by the way. I stole it from, I think, Zuckerberg or somebody else. It's a lot higher than me. Um, but, you know, one area as you build a company and um, it, it is starting to innovate a product that's different than the market and then also marketing that product maybe differently than the rest. Walk us through a little bit about how you got started. You came up with the idea. And then how did you go from point A to point B to get that product you know, with a label on it, with a good product taste that you liked, and then ultimately getting it into the shelves of stores. Walk us through that, that aren't in your sector, what that, what's that, what that process was like for you. Well, it was a painful one, right? Uh, <laughs> and with a lot of false starts. Uh, look, the, the, the first thing that, that we, we did or I did was, was come up with a name, right? And I think, you know, I, I, I'm not sure if there's anything more important in the entrepreneurial jersey, journey than the name of your business, right? Especially in something that is, that's a consumer brand, right? That's going to be front facing. That's going to have to draw people in. Uh, uh, what will drive the trial? What can drive awareness? What, what is a simplification of the product itself, but yet cool, right? Uh, so, so that took some time. Um, I actually, uh, I registered 
the domain name June 13, 2017 on a street corner in Paris. My dad is from France and I was there with my, my mom and dad. I didn't get a chance to go to France that many times when I was coaching college basketball, just because of the, the, the season calendar, the recruiting calendar. This was when I got out of college basketball, I made the decision to take a year and go see where we could go with lemon perfect with this idea. Uh, it allowed me to have a little bit more control over my calendar. Right. And that's actually been a freedom that I have to this day, which is, uh, I think maybe more than anything else, one of the, the, the great parts of being an entrepreneur, one, one of the great pluses of being an entrepreneur is the freedom of, of calendar. But anyway, we get the, 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 the started with the name and then, um, I said, okay, well, we've got to go figure out how, what's, what's, how we're going to make the formula, right? What, what, that's the next step. And, and so, uh, my search led me to a beverage formulator in, in Lexington, Kentucky. And this was my first, you know, this was a Google search and, and Jake, I, I went in there, you know, when I was recruiting, I would go into a, a home with the recruit and the mom and the dad the aunt, the uncle, whoever was in there. And I'd come in with this big, like, you know, 36 by 20 poster board with why they should come to, you know, Vanderbilt or, or Nevada or Harvard or, and, and, and uh, so I did the same thing here. So I walked into this, this, this beverage formulator and I was so sure that we had the next billion dollar idea that I did not sign the NDA before I got there. So I said, okay, I'm, listen, I'm coming. We're going to sign the NDA in the room, and then I'll tell you the idea. And I got in a suit and tie. I didn't know anything else, right? I, and I wanted to make a great first impression. I go in there. I sign the NDA. I tell them the idea, and they said, we're very sorry. We don't do anything with real juice. And so not, not even day two, right? And I felt like, my God, I don't think I can do this, right? Uh, I just remember it was, it was right before July 4th, and, and I'm flying out of – Cincinnati airport. Uh, there's a, an Outback steakhouse right when you go through security uh, at Cincinnati airport. And, and I was at a little one or two top and I was crying to my mom. I said, what did I do here? I, I, I don't, how, I don't know what I'm doing. Right. And that was the first moment of, Hey, let's persevere. Right. Like, let's keep going. The next week called a, a beverage formulator. Um, and uh, um, another moment of, of luck in this journey. So little did I know that that, that beverage formula, the, the two managing directors were going through a, a, a dis and in essence, every call that came in went one way or the other, right? My call goes to Marty Molina and his team. And, uh, Marty, uh, left about six months later, went to go build his own, uh, uh, flavor, um, lab ocean blue innovation. And Jake, we are still with OBI to this day. So Marty and his team uh, built the original formula, uh, the and which and there were no flavors at the time. So Lemon Perfect was our original lemon. I mean, there was there was there was no you know there were no skews, there were no flavors. Uh, I didn't even know what a skew was. Uh, and and um, you know, I knew I took the first sample sip of lemon perfect august 28th 2017 and jake in that moment you know you, that first sip feeling knew that if i could put the right people around our table the right team in place i knew that we would have a chance to build a billion dollar brand that moment 
because taste is the driver of everything in beverage. If you can build something that tastes great and do it in a way like we're doing that also has a remarkable nutritional deck, well, you've now jumped into a magic circle of opportunity. And here we are. That's the, that's the story. Every other call went one way or the other. And I needed for the coin to flip heads. Otherwise, <laughs> I don't know if we're here. And that's that. But that's a theme that has continued to persist as we've moved the ball down the field. Right. I mean, at that time, we were at the one yard line with our backs up against the goal line. Right. And then we get through that. Now we're at the five yard line. Then then, you know, I said, well, we've got to figure out what this looks like. Right. Packaging. And I found a woman who was immensely talented. She built some or helped build iconic direct-to-consumer brands, right, in the mid-2010s when there was that whole wave, right? Um, and, um, you know, she said, I don't have any bandwidth, but you're persistent enough, I'll meet with you, right? So, so I met with her in, in, in Los Angeles and really talented. She ended up designing packaging that was, that was A-plus on a computer screen, right? But it didn't work on the shelf, or at least I didn't think it would work on the shelf when I actually printed a digital, right? And went to the shelf and put it up. It just didn't, it did, it didn't pop. It, it, I felt like we couldn't create a fashion show on the shelf, drive that trial, drive that awareness. And so I had to make a big decision. I said, we can launch with this label or cause we had authorization. So we had an authorization in Bristol farms in Southern California, my college roommate, his brother, was on the executive leadership team at Bristol Farm. So I, I always said, I have to go to California because, because at least I know we're going to be in 12 stores, um, <laughs> right, and, and have a chance. Uh, but but we, we, we pulled back on that authorization. I called 40 investors. We had raised $1.259 million from friends and family in our seed round before I moved to Southern California. And I called those 40 investors. And we had signed with an incubator in food and beverage that was focused on Southern California only, Critical Mass Group, Dan Morad and Robert Auschler. And they're still a huge part of our story today. Because of the two of them and the Bristol Farms piece, I said, I'm going to Southern California once we have the economics, once we have our first round of capital. And Jake, when the bottles came off the line for the first time, I looked at the finished product. And I said, we, we can't launch. You get one shot. You got one shot to make a first impression. And I called 40 investors. I said, we're going to delay this thing. We're going to go back. We're going to go back into the cave and we're not going to come back out until we feel like we have a chance to really go build something from a front face packaging perspective. And that was the, you can make an argument. That was the biggest decision that we ever made because how Lemon Perfect looks and lives in the world today was the result of making that kind of choice where, you know, you have investors that are waiting to sell a bottle and you tell them, well, we're not going to sell a bottle for six months. Right. So, um, and there've been a lot of decisions and choices like that, but that was the first big one. And, and we said, we're going to be a, a, a mile deep and an inch wide to start. We launched in Bristol farms, then lazy acres came, then Erewhon. And so you have this book of natural channel business in Southern California. I had the resources of critical mass group, their field team, Dan Morad taught me, I mean, everything that I, that I, you know, know now in the first year, like, you know, he was a, a great resource. 
Um, and, uh, and, and so, yeah, so that's kind of some of the early pain and, um, you know, we, we, year over year in the first year, we 10 X the business, right. And then four X the business. And we, we made another big pivot to go shelf stable. So we started as a produce item, right. Which was, which was a, a, a major, you know, learning for me in beverages. It is, um, only way to get to the finish line in the big way is to have a shelf stable product because you don't have a path to big distribution. You can't build the incrementality, the display space uh, or the display activity underneath the roof of the retailer, right? Forget about e-commerce if you're not shelf stable. So, so we, we made a choice um, in the face of some industry people telling me, stay cold for another year, stay cold for another year, because listen, there's an expression here, and I actually think it's somewhat ill-founded that cold is sold. Yes, you want to fight for cold space. It's everything. But there's a much bigger game behind that, right? It's cold. It's display activity. It's the right programming. It's, I mean, there's a whole lot, right? Um, and at the end of the day, I felt like we were driving a really nice car down a one-lane road in the middle of the night and speeding up and speeding up and speeding up and, speeding up and, and eventually you would just crash. And so we pivoted the business from a, a, a keep refrigerated item shelf, you know, to a shelf stable item. And how about this for timing, Jake? Two months later, you have COVID-19. So we mm. actually sold our first shelf stable case to Whole Foods in Southern California, January 3rd, 2020. We got up on Amazon February of 2020. And then the world. So you talk about like a two month window. If we don't make that change and we're still keep refrigerated, no chance that Lemon Perfect survives. Zero. So, you know, we make the change, we send a sell sheet down to Publix, to the buyer there through a, a, a terrific broker, uh, Bay Foods. And, uh, you know, we, we didn't think much of it. Publix is a retailer that usually doesn't take chances on emerging brands. Uh, we sent the sell sheet, we sent samples and, and uh, Jeff Smith, the buyer at Publix, he saw the samples, he took them home to his wife. His wife said, this is the best thing I've ever, ever you've ever brought home. And the next day, Jeff, called us and said, I'm taking you in all 13, almost 1300 stores. So that was our first big moment. And, and we really haven't looked back since now in Publix, we have a, you know, a, a, a greater than 20 unit share of the category. And, and um, it's been really fun. And um, the whole team at Publix has been so supportive. Um, you know, and, and, and now, um, you know, um, uh, Jeff is no longer there. Now Chad is, is, is our buyer and has, has been unbelievable for us. So that, that's been a, a really fun one. So you have a product now that's got into the market in, in various, various different store locations across the U.S. and brands. Give, give us an idea of the type of stores that are holding your product. So if you want to go out and get it, where would you go? Well, Jake, we're fortunate in that, you know, we, we've got really good coverage across America, right? So most conventional grocery has Lemon Perfect. So whether that's the Kroger's of the world, the Albertsons, right, the you know, the, the stop and shops, the shop rights, you know, so all the ah hold banners up in the, so we're, 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 you know, natural channel grocery, whole foods, sprouts, farmer's market, right. Conventional grocery. Uh, we're starting to make a play into convenience retail CR now in the drug channel with CVS, uh, the club channel. We're off to a great start. We're really excited. Costco, Sam's club, BJ's wholesale club, but it's really early for us, right? Like, I mean, if you think about it, we're really only in year four of our shelf stable journey and beverage takes time, time, you know, you, you, people think about, 
you know, Celsius, which is one of the hottest brands out there right now. Pepsi just took a, a major position in Celsius 20 years. That's a 20 year story to get to this point, right? If you look at a LaCroix, right, that had their major moment in the late, you know, 2017, 18, 19, 20 year brand, it takes time. Um, and, uh, you know, so, so we're, we're excited about where we are and we understand how much work there is still left to go do. When you built the company, you started in Southern California. It sounds like getting the product and distribution in there. Um, lemons are, you know, in parts of California for sure, in different parts of the world. Where do you get your supply from? We know supply chain always is an issue and there's always a challenge of getting the right products, the best products. What's been your strategy that's worked for you? Great team. So we, we have an unbelievable supply chain team. Neha Soy, our senior vice president of supply chain, has been with us for four years. Um, she's actually coming up on her four-year anniversary here, October 1st. Um, so that'll be an emotional day for me. Uh, it's actually, Jake, it's, it's our first four-year anniversary. So we celebrate work anniversaries, one year, two year, three year, four, on our all hands, on our bi-weekly all hands. And tomorrow is our first four-year anniversary. Right. So uh, I had my five year anniversary like March. That was my first official day at Lemon Perfect, March 18th. The first day, the day I got, I paid myself one dollar was March 6, 2018. So I had my five year. And now Jessica Nemeo, who's our general sales manager in the New York metropolitan area, is our first four year work anniversary. So, um, but anyway, to answer your question, uh, the, the original thought for me was we're going to tell a story of, of organic California grown lemons, right? And uh, we were able to tell that story for a couple of years and then the supply chain became an issue, right? So, so then we, we moved to Arizona uh, and now Jake, with our volume, you know, next year we'll, we'll sell um, more than 50 million bottles of Lemon Perfect. Uh, with that, our lemons come from Mexico and Spain and Argentina as well as California and Arizona. So we have a global supply chain now of organic lemons. When you look at the company and you look at the product you're selling, you know, there's a lot that goes into it. It's not just about the raw materials, it's the distribution, it's the marketing, it's the people. What do the margins look like in a product like this? Better today than they were a couple of years ago. Um, you know, look, I, I will tell you that, that uh, for me, the two most important metrics in evaluating, um, you know, the, the, I guess the value of the business are uh, product margin and growth. And we're very, very focused on those two things, right? I believe that that puts us in the winner's circle. If we have category leading product margin and our growth is meteoric, I think that's the, that's, that's the formula. That's the recipe for, for creating, you know, uh, fireworks and, 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 and ultimately, um, liquidity, you know, for our investors and for our team. Um, I won't get into margin, the actual margin math itself, but what I will tell you is on day one, I didn't care. Didn't matter. All I wanted to do was to produce the best product and get people to start drinking it and talking about it. Like I said, we were a keep refrigerated item. It's all I knew. And I also knew that price was super critical in this journey in beverage. So our set at the time was like 449, 499, 599, 699, 899, right? We were in there with juice, suja, blueprint, you know, daily greens, watermelon water, harmless harvest. Like we were in there 
with all the keep refrigerated items. But I said that for us to start to drive the trial and get the early traction, price was going to be really important. So we ended up launching Lemon Perfect at two forty nine a bottle. Um, and and so when you walked up to the sea of four and five and six seven dollar options, and you saw us here at two forty nine for something that delivers our nutritional deck, our flavor profile, the enjoyability of drinking the beverage itself, like that that was that was some early right. So. I mean, if, if you ask me what are, what are the keys to building a, a beverage brand, I will tell you it's 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 you know it's packaging. Well, first, product packaging, pricing, architecture, people, four P's: product packaging, pricing, architecture, people. So, um, you know that th- that that was was those are the fundamentals of of winning in in beverage, and um, you know, and 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 so now. You know, and, and we've we've followed suit on that really from 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 day one. But to go back to your 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 margin, all I was concerned about at the beginning was was growth was was using getting some early data to go be able to raise the next round of capital. We say survive in advance, keep the story going, right? And we still talk about that kids today, right? Survive in advance. Let's keep going. How do you survive another month, another year? Another, it's all about growth. Growth is oxygen, right? What's the first number that anyone asks? What's your revenue? That's before everything else. What's your revenue? Now, you better have a path with scale to have big time unit economics, margin math. And we've gone through, we are now, we will, in three weeks, we will be at what will be our last contract manufacturer. We're really excited. Um, It was a it's uh, uh, Niagara bottling. So I, I met with them for the first time in 2018. We hadn't even transitioned. And Rob Alshuler, who I mentioned earlier, who had been at Niagara for 10 years, he walked me into their plant in Rialto. And Jake, I said, I don't know how we're ever going to get here. Right. I mean, you're, you, you mean, you're talking about lines that are running at, I mean, those plants are running six, 700 bottles a minute. Now we're going onto a line that's going to be a thousand bottles a minute plus. Um, but you you got to have you got to have vision for where you can go and to actually be able to realize with my own eyes where we could take the business from a manufacturing perspective the scale that we would need to get there like that was really really helpful so that image of that plant running big big brands at that speed right with laser guided vehicles right like like you know not many people running around like the highest level of sophistication, but ultimately, and now here we are, but we had to, you know, we had four contract manufacturers on the way there. Right. And we have been through all kinds of hurt and pain in our supply chain. We produce these bottles aseptically. There's just not a lot of capacity. And finally, you know, finally after what five plus years of scaling this business and unimaginable plain pain across the supply chain, here we are now feeling like, my God, we have the capacity uh, and the manufacturing um, uh, intelligence um, to scale, to scale violently. And, and now with that, we have a margin profile, right, that uh, is going to – is giving us the operating leverage when we look at our forward-looking model to, to really um, be able to paint a hell of a business story. I love that. You've got a lot of investors 
300 and a lot of famous people too. What was your process in attracting the right investors? And you're talking about, you know, athletes and musicians and influencers at some level. What, what, what was your process there? You know, selling a, selling a big story. Um, you know, for, for me, um, you know, we, we, we think we've got a, a, a TAM that, um, you know, total, total addressable market size that's, that's unrivaled. Um, you know, we think we have a story of scarcity, right? I mean, in, in, in the flavor enhanced water category, you have a monster transaction about once every 10 years. So you had vitamin water in 2007, that was $4.2 billion to Coca-Cola. You had buy in 2017, $1.7 billion to Keurig Dr. Pepper. Um, you know, for me, what will be the next one, right? What will be the next one? Well, we think it's lemon perfect. We know it's lemon perfect. There will be a next one. Right. If it goes by every 10 years, it's 2027. Right. So we better hustle up and go. But but, um, you know, look, I, I, I we've as we've scaled the business, um, we've matured right in the way that we operate. When we tell you we're going to do something and when I say we, it's the entire organization uh, the last three years. And this will be the, the you know, this is the third year in a row when we put a number on the board on the top and the bottom, we make the number. And in this world of emerging food and beverage, or really even the entire startup ecosystem, that's rare. Three years in a row, we have told our, our investors, our board, here's where we're going to go. And we've done it. And so you build credibility over time. That certainly helped us in the later financings. Um, so there's a, there's a fiduciary integrity, if you will, that I think we've, we've, we've earned uh, or we've displayed, I should say. Um, and with that, we've earned, um, you know, uh, the, we've, we've earned a level of interest in the business, um, you know, and, and um, you know, I, I think anytime that you have a chance to invest in a business that um, can sell for over a billion dollars, there's going to be enthusiasm, right? And uh, we've raised a lot of capital to get to this point. Fortunately, we think that we will never have to put uh, you know, we'll never have to raise equity again. Um, and so that's an exciting, you know, moment, obviously, for all of us, um, almost $100 million later, but, um, but that's beverage, right? I've always said, I've always said, Jake, from day one, that it was going to take us $100 million to build a billion dollar business. And here we are, we're, we're the story, the story is tracking. Uh, we've been, we, we've, we've had one wheel on the tracks for many days and many months and maybe many years. Uh, but it feels like we've got two wheels on the track and, and, and um, you know, I'm really charging for something great. That's great. Um, you know, I want to ask you a question here. You, you are the, the heartbeat behind the company. I can feel your energy. I hear you, you talk, you're, you're inspiring me. Thank I want you. to come work for you. Thank you. Um, the, the, the energy it takes uh, for anybody to be consistent and to continue, keep leading, um, you know, you got to do the right things. How important for you is sleep, is health, is eating, is exercising as a leader? Uh, as important as anything. Um, you know, look, I think, I think if, you, if you took a vote uh, with all of our internal stakeholders, external stakeholders, they probably think I'm, you know, working 18 hours a day. That's not true. It's I sleep eight hours. I train. I try to train an hour a day, uh, work out. Um, and, and, um, I, you know, I, I now I'm in a, a, a phase where I'm, 
taking a breath and walking without my iPhone and sitting in a coffee shop. And, um, but when I'm on, I'm on. So that's my secret sauce, right, is, is I'm taking care of myself when I'm behind the walls. And when I'm out in the open, no one will outwork me. No one will out-energy me. Like, that's the, you know, so there's a perception, right? But, but, but um, you know, maintaining uh, or, or getting sleep, training, uh, eating clean, right? It's all part of what, what we're building at Lemon Perfect, right? Like every, we have a hundred dollar a month fitness reimbursement for our entire company. And look, not everyone uses it, but I'm on people about it. Right. And, and, um, you know, it just, it's, we're trying to change the health of the American consumer. And so I need to be, I need to be part of that equation. Right. And, and, and need to live that lifestyle. I'm not perfect. Um, by any stretch, right? Um, in certain environments where you have to go have a, you know, a hamburger and fries, you do it, right? There, there, there has to be, you know, some some level of of freedom, right? Because you only get to go through this journey one time, so enjoy it. Um, but health and wellness is a huge part of me and 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 who I am, and it transcends, I think, to the entire company. And and so, yeah, I've got to be, I've got to be on it when I'm when I'm out in the open, I, I have to I have to be flying around the room and yelling and screaming in a positive way and, and just having fun. And I think that's what we've been able to build, you know, our early success on on the back of is is just great energy. And it has to start with me. But it, it yeah. has certainly, Jake, permeated across the organization. Yeah, I, I love that. You know, energy is important. They say, you know, in business, 80% of it's psychological as well. You have hmm. to have the right mindset. You have to, you know, go with the ups and the downs and be able to kind of stay focused on the on the big picture. For you, um, have you ever used a coach or someone outside the organization that kind of you can be a sounding board with and collaborate with on on problems, on areas of growth, of, of, of problems, whatever it happens to be? You know what? I'm very fortunate in that I came from an environment where I was around incredible coaches. So those, the, the coaches that I worked for, the coaches that I'm friends with, that's my coaching, right? Um, I've, I've tried the business coach and I, I didn't transparently, Jake, now maybe I was with the wrong one, but I didn't get as much value as I do in my conversations with Tommy Amaker, who I worked for at Harvard, or with uh, Jeff Capel, who's now the head coach at Pittsburgh, who I worked for at Oklahoma, or Conzo Martin, who I worked for at California, who I talked to every week, right? I was just before I jumped on here, I was texting back and forth with him. He now has a podcast. And invited me to come on and be a guest. And so I think I'm going to go down to Orlando in a couple of weeks and go do that. Right. And, and, and so for me, uh, Eric Musselman, who I worked for at Nevada, um, uh, we, we are um, very, very close. And I'm so proud of what he's done at, at Arkansas um, with that program. And, and so I, I have a network. And then through my relationships, I've, you know, uh, great connections with coaches across basketball, football, ice hockey, right? And so I, I have this incredible, you know, ecosystem of coaches. And I've gotten the business coaching by putting the right people around our table, right, if you will. So whether it's ex-entrepreneurs, ex-entrepreneurs, successful entrepreneurs that 
maybe are no longer running businesses. So I guess they are ex entrepreneurs around our, you know, boardroom and table and, um, you know, the right financial minds around our table really is a story about execution, right? Setting a strategy and executing. It's the same thing that I did as a basketball coach. Put a good game, go get great talent, put the right game plan in place, and then go execute. That's it. So coaching college basketball, coaching college football, coaching in the NFL, coaching in the NBA, get great talent that can buy in to team, right? So that trumps all, right? The ability to to be a great teammate, the focus on winning, but you get the right people and then set the right game plan. So strategy and then go execute. And that's how you go in. And, 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 you know, for us with that, you know, we do those three things, right? Get the right people, recruit and retain, got to recruit and retain. Cause this journey is, you know, unlike a college basketball season, you know, we're, we're on this thing for, you know, four or five years, right? So there's a longer duration of time. So you got to retain, um, it used to be like that in college basketball. Now it's such a revolving door where you have, you know, in the world of NIL and, and, and unlimited transfers, right. Or, or the world of free transfers, um, you know, it's like a one-year deal now in, in college basketball season to season, you know, for us, we have, we have duration, right. We have to scale the mountain over time. Um, it's recruit and retain, have the right long-term strategy and vision, vision, and then go execute against that plan. And, uh, you know, it served us really, really well, Jake, here we are. I mean, uh, we, we believe that we're going to be the last team standing. We believe that we're going to, we're going to go cut down the nets. Um, and so, uh, um, but it starts, it starts with, with, with your people and with your team. Yeah. Well, you're on an, an amazing journey with lots of growth ahead. It looks like, and sounds like, and, and trust me, I'll be one of the, the consumers putting some money on that bottom line for you, um, as you grow to a billion dollars, what is, um, next for lemon perfect, any new flavors, anything coming out that you can talk about in the future, or are you just focused on where you're at? You got a great brand, good product, getting it to market. And then lastly, if people want to find you, how do they find you? Yeah, we are weeks away. When I talked earlier about the new contract manufacturer, Niagara Bottling, there is a, a big change. Uh, we are going to a 15.2 ounce bottle. So we're going from a 12 ounce bottle to a 15.2 ounce vessel um, uh, for several reasons. And we're also uh, taking erythritol out of the formula. So we're going to go to a, a stevia only blend. We think that we've improved the flavor. Um, so big changes coming for lemon perfect here in the next three or four weeks, uh, you will, you and everyone will see the new bottle size out in the world, uh, in the first few weeks of November. So here we are on the precipice of, of what we've called here internally, the great transition, right? Um, but we get through this, um, and, uh, we get through this clean, and we feel like we can put our foot on the gas. So you'll see us start to build a brand behind the bottle um, and, and drive a marketing story away from the four walls of a retail store or our digital shelf on Amazon, or our own dot-com platform. Um, so you'll start to see more of that, right? Driving at the, you know, the, the, the top of the funnel, just driving awareness. Um, and, um, you know, and, and uh, I would say buckle up. I think we feel like we all feel like we're just getting started. The next chapter begins. That's for sure, right? The next chapter begins here. Call it January one, as we really introduce the new bottle into the, 
you know, into the world uh, formally, you know, through our social platforms, website, all marketing. Um, and uh, look, you can find me at Yanni on Instagram, Y-A-N-N-I. Uh, I respond to all DMs and then on LinkedIn through direct message as well. So um, uh, I, uh, I try to get back to everyone. You never know uh, where that seed might ultimately, um, you know, uh, or what that seed might grow into. So at Yanni on Instagram, Yanni Huffnagel on LinkedIn, two great channels. And uh, uh, any listener of this podcast, Jake, I, I would just, you know, if you say, you know, match relevant podcast, uh, I will jump on an answer and looking forward to building a relationship. I love it. Well, Yanni, thanks so much for joining us today. A big shout out to you and a big shout out to our listeners for taking your time today to spend it with us. It means the world to me and it means the world to our company as well. Uh, my name is Jake Aaron Villarreal. I'm the host of From the Ground Up podcast. Appreciate your time. And until the next episode, we'll talk soon. Take it easy, Yanni. Have a good one. See ya. Thanks, Jake. Thanks so much for having me. Before we wrap up, I want to give a big shout out to all the entrepreneurs that have joined to make this podcast possible. And for all the listeners for listening, it means the world to me that you chose to spend your time with us today. I'm your host, Jake Aaron Villarreal, signing off for now, but can't wait to connect with you all soon on the next episode. Take care. This show is sponsored by Match Relevant, a company that helps venture-backed startups find the best people in the market, and they do it in three simple steps. First, they sit down with founders to understand their story. Second, they tell their story into multiple candidate channels. And third, they schedule interviews within 48 hours. Find us at matchrelevant.com to learn more about how we do it.